This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. I have some things on my mind today. I have been talking to lots of different artists recently over the last few weeks, and there's lots of things that I feel like are bubbling up out there at this time of year in particular, um, partly because it's the start of a new year and partly because for us it's summer over here and there's a lot of people who are either coming off of a break or in a break or transitioning from a break. And I found it somewhat shocking and I guess part of me wasn't shocked at the same time there's a little bit of sense that some people feel like it might be a time to give up on their art and take a break or permanently quit let's start off with like first of all we have breaks that's Mm. inevitable I think sometimes when we have breaks we can either get like really relaxed about the break and kind of in that mode of like I'm not really feeling that inspired to do my work. I'm really relaxed. Yeah. And I think sometimes that can feel a little bit like, am I actually that interested in doing my stuff if I feel like I don't have this real pull and desire? It's happened to me in the past for sure. I think it's a common thing that happens. It's something that it breaks my heart when I hear it, you know, because it feels... Um, just so permanent as well. And I think Mm. one of the things that comes up for me is like, what's behind that? You know, what's making people think that? That is a very juicy topic. And I also uh, um, immediately want to know more about your thoughts because because I think I've said that to you in the past. I'm just thinking if this is the right path at all. Like, should I just toss this in? Yeah. Yeah. and it's a strange sensation because on one hand you've like been investing a lot of your time and energy and emotion like we don't yeah. start off making art on a whim it means a lot to us and then we from my point of view from the way i felt in those moments it's a little bit of maybe you start to feel a bit lost in your practice first like you're questioning mm-hmm. is what I'm doing meaningful um, I'm feeling a bit lost in the studio and then suddenly that seems to fold into maybe I shouldn't be doing this at all yeah and yeah and and then I know from your point of view because I know when I talked to you about this before you're like what are you even thinking why would you even consider that that's outrageous I think let's yeah into it because I think there's two things one is uh, being an artist is is hard I mean I'm not gonna say like oh yeah artists like it's the easiest thing you can do if you're looking for something extra to do like being an artist (laughs) is definitely not easy right yeah but what would I be if I wasn't Mm -hmm. that's my first question when I always think like if I just literally packed it all up put it in a suitcase locked it away what would I be? Mm. I'm, I'm literally asking you. Like, I don't have anything that really makes my heart melt, you know, from that, yeah. like, internal place. If you if you feel that way, like, what would you be? Is there something really that's pulling you more? Yeah. I haven't found any industry easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's just being, like, I'm being completely honest. Like, everything takes effort. Being an artist takes hard work because you're really burying your soul. And I think that 
that takes some courage beyond, you know, working for someone else. Mm. Um, and it takes a lot of internal toiling, is that a word? Internal, yeah. you know, debating with yourself. Work and, yeah. And sometimes you can literally mm. let that, you know, negative debate get the best of you, you know? Maybe you just get tired. Like yeah. you're saying, this time of year, you were talking about we've maybe had a bit of a break. We've been out of our studios for a little while, depending, as we talked about in the last episode, what your commitments are like, what you do around this yeah. time of year. And just in your mind, you're saying, huh, feels like stepping back into the studio and, and kind of sensing like there's going to be this feeling of maybe pressure, maybe that kind of demanding work and you think oh but the holiday feels so good and yeah. then somehow we join the join the dots between that two well maybe I don't want to do the work anymore but I'm not sure like you say is is anything without that level of maybe it's because and now I'm just putting things together in my own mind I mean it's not often that I think people have a nine to five job they have holidays and then they're like oh I've got to go back to my job now the holiday's over um maybe I don't really want a nine to five job in my life like of course no one wants they a nine do, to five but job they're like, in their life gotta go anyway <laughs> gotta go back whereas maybe it's that uh art pursuing art within our culture seems we've talked about this before, a luxury uh, and optional. It's not something that there's a whole bunch of people out there going, yeah, go, apart from Michelle, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of people out there going, yes, you know, you can do it. It's worthwhile. It's, uh, you know, we believe in you. And so because you don't have that cultural, societal kind of thing behind you the same way as you would, like, everyone goes back to their jobs after the end of holidays. Maybe that's what makes it feel a bit more unsteady during that transition because now you're kind of pulling on that. Burden is a strong word, but it's it's that self-motivation. You've got to to get back in and do it yourself. Yeah. And it feels it feels probably pretty heavy, I would imagine, mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know from my own experience, the reason why the whole inspiration to creation process lives within my teachings is because of these breaks and me feeling lost in mm-hmm. my process. Like, it literally came from this January break where I was like, what the heck am I doing? I've got, I've got lost in time and space with my kids' holidays and relax mode what am I doing who am I again so I think that um it does take self motivation and I I suppose it's like that it tests the commitment it really tests whether you are a fair-weathered painter you know slash artist or are you like no I'm committed yep here I go this is climbing up the roller coaster again we're going up the hill you know now we're I mean? getting into it, Michelle. Now we're getting into it, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I like the way you say that it's testing the commitment. And I want to say as um, someone who can be kind of hard on herself mm-hmm. and take things like that immediately to the negative, like, oh, I'm not up to the commitment then. Um, I think I'm practicing taking that kind of perspective mm-hmm. and, and giving it a, a useful and a helpful kind of um, t- 
twist to it. You know, you can see that as a positive as well. And you can say, okay, it's asking me the question about my commitment. Um, So it could be a time to really look at that, not just assume that because I've got the wobbles, I'm not really a committed artist, therefore toss it all in. Mm -hmm. But take a moment and take a pause, which funnily enough, we haven't talked about this, but it's exactly what I'm doing right now. Take a moment to slow down and say, what am I really committed to? Rather than trying to rush ahead into the studio with this sense of not being enough or not being up to the job or that you need to force yourself into it or give it up altogether, you know, that kind of really black and white thing. Mm -hmm. But I guess an opportunity to reconnect with, okay, well, I could give it up. But let me slow down and ask, what am I committed to? Which I guess is another version of what you just said, which is what would I do otherwise? And I know you have said before that the um, framework and the inspiration to creation kind of system that you teach in the Origin Art membership, I know that you said before that that was as a result of getting back into the process after breaks. And yet somehow I hadn't really registered that in my mind and and related it to this feeling and now I'm kind of understanding that on another level like yeah it's that reconnecting in a really deep way with where are my desires at what what is calling to me where am I like really naturally um renewing it's like it's like uh, to me it's always been this renewing of almost like it's the opportunity to refresh, you know? It's like you Mm -hmm. can look through it from a new, fresh lens because, you know, you've had a break, you've had a little distance, and it's the beginning of the new year, and I don't know, there just seems like something really fresh about that that can make you feel like, okay, (laughs) it can be fresh. So you can really dig into what does that look like for you. So looking at it from... I guess the opportunity of, yeah, what what am I actually really invested in? And I think yeah. the other thing that kind of rolls into this, um, which is very hard to separate if you're selling art, but I know that if there's paintings we've made or artwork we've made, studios full of stuff, you know, that hasn't been sold or mm. passed along, moved along, whatever you, you know, want to do with it, that can be disappointing because you look at that and say, well, here's all this stuff. Why should I create more when mm. I have this stuff that isn't really working? Um, or maybe not enough people have seen it. Whatever, you know, there's a million reasons why it's still in your studio. It's not necessarily, you know, one thing. But I think yeah. that we can look through that lens and go, well, that must mean I shouldn't do more. Or that must mean, you know, and so I think we take these disappointments and maybe it is paintings that haven't sold and we measure you know like the the five paintings that are sitting in front of us and say well those five didn't sell I probably shouldn't do anymore I mean Mm -hmm. I'm being I'm being a little dramatic and exaggerating but you know what I mean like as if our future is dependent on those last five paintings yeah totally and the same I mean the same happens in the studio itself Mm -hmm. you go into the studio for an hour half a day, a full day, and it's a bit of a disappointing day. Things didn't come out the way you'd hoped. Um, Maybe you didn't make progress or didn't sort of break through with an idea that you were wanting to pursue. So it's disappointing and you think, well, you know, that disappointment starts to define 
yeah. your whole idea that you have about who you are as an artist or what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and it, it, yeah. it's powerful because you think, I mean, I, I look at it and say, you know, literally are disappointments defining you and defining what your future is? Are they, mm. are they actually guiding your next steps? Yeah. Or are they something that we can say, yeah, that, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I think the reality too, which we can just briefly talk about for a second if we can pause for a minute, but I think the market and um, things have changed, you know, over the last, I'd say even six months, there's been a big shift, you know, especially mm -hmm. in Australia. And I feel like the low hanging fruit as far as sales has dropped. Um, right. I think that this is a time where the cream rises to the top. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm like, wow, this is opportunity. Because again, I'm like, well, what is the opportunity here? And the opportunity here when things that sometimes felt easy, easy wins may feel a little bit harder now. Interesting. In, in that right. selling right. arena. So yeah. it, it might feel that way at immediate glance. And so a lot of people are going to literally use that as a excuse to exit and quit and yeah, to me it's out like of the race kind of maybe thing. maybe that maybe they really weren't like i am a diehard artist i am like <laughs> it, through and through it's sewn in my blood it's woven in there you'd yeah. have to literally kick me out of the artist world do you know what i mean where i think sometimes people enter markets you know and don't always do it for the same reasons Mm -hmm. And so when it gets hard, people exit, you know, look mm -hmm. at Bitcoin for an example, and then we can get back to this other juicy conversation. But, you know, <laughs> everybody joined Bitcoin and it went ballistic and crazy. And then all of a sudden yeah. it popped and it crashed and everybody sold their Bitcoin. And guess who's still in Bitcoin? The diehards, you know, yeah. the ones that are going to make money on the next rise. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. I'm processing that. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you mean and I, I do feel like it ties into the conversation because it's it's another um, factor that relates to that rise and fall of our own motivation and commitment and it happens in the life cycle of, as you say, a diehard artist. Like if you're in it for the long haul, like you say, if you're following and, and kind of it's a, it's a lifelong commitment for you, then you're actually going to experience those cycles, yes. those ups and downs. And, the, and, and those can be cycles in terms of the market, cycles in terms of your own artistic practice in the studio, like everything we've talked about, all the levels are yeah. going to have cycles um, in sales, in your audience is responding to you or not responding to you, you know, how social media is working, how the algorithm's working for you, how you're feeling creatively, how you're feeling energetically. And this kind of ties into what we were talking about in the previous episode as well, about recognizing those cycles, mm -hmm. um, even in the course of the year. But Again, like you're thinking long term, which means there can be decade long cycles as well. Even it's it's amazing how both um, macro and micro this is like even in a particular project, like you might have a fresh idea to try out in terms of your art and it has a cycle. You can have an early part of that when it's full of promise 
it's just a vision in your head and you get really excited about it. And then you start to try and put it into action and suddenly some of the things that you thought were going to, you know, be home runs off the bat, um, they're not working out. They're not <laughs> yeah. coming out on the canvas the way you'd imagine. So then you start to have a little dip, you know, a, a loss of faith in it. And then are you committed? Are you going to treat it as a, a, a journey of problem solving and continuing? Because as you say, you are a diehard artist. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could spin this out a hundred <laughs> ways. It's always so fascinating to me about how these lessons cycle through in, yeah. in the big landscape and in, you know, in the small landscape as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's exactly. And, and to think that there wouldn't be cycles is really naive, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I feel like some of the things I say is like ripping the bandaid off. But yeah. I think that um, there's always cycles. Always. Mm-hmm. There's always highs and lows and disappointments and highs. It is what it is. And to you know, look at it from the lens of, well, if the low hanging fruit has dropped and it is changing, do I want to be the one, one of those people who says, that's a little too hard, I'm going to exit? Or are you one that's going to say, well, what, what opportunity is there? And Mm -hmm. I don't want to, you know, derail this conversation more and talk about like what that opportunity is, but it's <laughs> yeah. there. It's there. Yeah. You have to s- definitely set your mind up to look for it though. Mm. If if we wallow in oh, this didn't work, this didn't work, like the only thing you're looking for is what didn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if we can sit in more of the question of well, what would work? You know, mm. where how does that look like? Cuz people are still buying art. They really yeah. are. And they're still looking for really creative things. They're looking for authentic things. And I've heard Mm. this on many different levels of many different industries. There's two things. People want authentic and they want connection. Mm. And I mean, amazing that our art can do that if we allow it to be that, you know, and but we have to be connected to our art. So if we're so busy being mad at it for (laughs) the results it didn't produce, yeah. How are we ever going to feel connected to it? Resenting it, questioning yeah. it, saying, doubting oh, I'm it. Not, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue I'm with you or not. I'm not be your friend anymore. I mean, that's kind of how it is. <laughs> Back to the relationship analogy. It's kind of like threatening divorce every second day and then yeah. expecting the relationship to be real great. Exactly. I mean, I think that it's it. that's the thing. Like, you have to be in it for the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? I'm interested now to bring this round to where we started, which is this idea that we can go through times and the beginning of the year is is a big time when we can start to doubt our path. Should we be continuing as artists? Should we be trying to pursue this um, goal? And we've kind of talked about two aspects or areas where we can start to doubt ourselves and one is in the um, studio practice itself and then the other is in terms of disappointments in the market like Mm -hmm. if our sales are are different you know are going down or something's not working the way it used to do you find when you've say you've been talking to people what is happening around this time of year the most do you think do you think it's more the internal faith in your own ideas and your practice or it is impacting people um, around the ideas of 
of the market, whether that's actual experience of the market or whether it's just what other people are saying about the market, which is another. I think some people are actually experiencing differences. And I think yeah. that's, that is actually real. I think that um, particularly I'm speaking about the Australian market at the moment, there was probably a more easy lower end market of buyers mm -hmm. that I think is thinning out right now. And I'm just being mm. completely honest. I just think it's kind of just the state of where things are at right now with a particular mm. market that um, might have put money into that. They're making choices now mm. that maybe they want to travel because they haven't traveled in two years. Maybe they um, have a higher interest rate on their mortgage. I mean, these are mm. real things. New homeowner buyers are maybe not as positioned as maybe they were a couple years ago. Yeah. But that isn't the only area, you know, yeah. of the market. So when I say the f the low-hanging fruit has dropped, that's what I'm kind of referring to. Yeah, So yeah. I think those types of wins or what I would say look like easy wins for beginner artists, mm. I don't know that those are as easy anymore. Mm. Not only is there a lot of competition in that area, but I don't know that there's as many eyeballs looking anymore in that mm. direction. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's where the market just shifts. Like, and, and to see it coming and to know what to do next is the part that you know we do have to adapt, which is the part of any, any business life cycle as far as opportunities come opportunities go you know and knowing what you're interested in and who you want to serve that that will depend on are they still going to be there for you have they moved mm. their attention um and and if they have moved their attention do you still want to serve people who buy paintings who's looking where are they what kind of art are they looking for does that make sense yeah maybe maybe this is a tricky question maybe you'll just deal with it like that um but when I've thought in the past and I'm thinking back like this is before I was an artist but when I was doing creative writing in the past and I remember a uh, mm -hmm. particularly kind of tricky time very similar when I was feeling like oh this is just getting too difficult I'm not sure if I, this is even the right thing I should be doing I was speaking to a mentor at the time and she said exactly what you said, which is that, well, if you weren't doing this, what would you do? And I said, and I thought about it, like I really took that in and let my brain and myself, whatever, whoever inside me pop up an answer. And the answer that popped up was that, well, I would still do it, but I'd just do it quietly on my own, you know, like in a room. Like I wouldn't like if you, you wouldn't tell anyone, you <laughs> wouldn't put it out there, you wouldn't share exactly. it, you just hoard your little experience to yourself. Exactly. If I wasn't trying to make this a success, if I wasn't trying to make this a thing, what would you do? What would you be doing back? And I go, oh, well, I'd probably just go and to bring up again the shack on the mountainside and you know now make art but I just wouldn't be doing all of this stuff and having people look at it and judge it and having to work out markets and all that jazz mm -hmm. so I guess I'd still be an artist in that point what does that so, say yeah <laughs> but I think that I think there's a question we have to ask ourselves, and this is something that I had to go through so I'm speaking from 100 percent 
you know, cry my eyeballs out of like, eh, this isn't working. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I've cried. So when I say this, know that I've been in so many uncomfortable, ugly cries. Um, my husband has witnessed, my kids have even witnessed it. Like, it's real. Yes. So, but I think we have to ask ourselves, are, are we really willing to commit to it? And what if we could actually know we could succeed like if success mm. was inevitable if you were like you know if you really believe that and i don't think most of us do i think we think we do but i don't think we do and mm. i've had a really big shift over the past few years where i'm like yeah i'm gonna succeed like i have no doubt in my mind i'm gonna succeed it doesn't always look the way i imagine it mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that i can't win at my goals along the way mm-hmm. so i think that if we can come up literally have a like real frank talk with ourselves like if success was inevitable and you really believed it how would you behave yeah what would that look like because that's those actions those are the things that will change things yeah but it's us doubting ourselves and second guessing ourselves and thinking oh, i just live in a little hut by myself like those actions you know, are different yeah i think now that you've said it like that i think the response of well i do what i am doing but i just like do it in a shack on a you know forest with no one around is probably what comes to mind when i'm thinking that failure is inevitable you know, yeah. like I think it's the opposite. Yeah. Thinking, well, no matter how much I do into, put into this, eventually it's not going to work out. It's yeah. too hard. Yeah. So why put that effort in? Um, I'll just jump to the yeah. Just, just jump, jump to straight the failure. to the failure. Yeah, just jump to this, the thing. My in my so failure scenario, I'm sitting in a shack by myself <laughs> making art. But do you see what I mean? Yeah. So it's an absolute yeah turnaround. Like why if. if from your point of view, if success is inevitable one way or the other, why wouldn't you do it? Yes. Why wouldn't you? But why you would you even- have to do things that your other <laughs> yeah. brain wouldn't allow you to do, you know? Yeah. And I think that's when really some shifts started happening for me was when I was like, yes, yeah, success is inevitable. And I still, I have to do things that not everyone is willing to do, you know, mm. and I think this is, I'm not saying me, I'm just saying the people who really fight for that commitment, you know, they they go in and they do the basics. I mean, again, I talk about this all the time, but, you know, it's the always looking at those foundational skills, you know, and using those basics over and over and over that seem like mm. repetition bo- and boring, mm-hmm. but it's the the same stuff that gives you a new perspective, you know, it's the mm-hmm. same stuff that gives you more skills in your toolbox. Um, so, yeah, I just think that we have to look at it and say, well, yeah, if you don't believe that you're going to be successful, you just won't. Yeah. And you'll your your mind and your whole being will create scenarios where you'll literally fight for your limitations you know yes another good one yeah you're fighting for your limitations yeah it's like you're fighting for failure yeah from your point of view when uh, people like me say to you oh I don't know I don't know just I feel I'm feeling lost I'm feeling adrift I don't know if I should even keep doing this what 
you're seeing often is an artist. I mean, you're, like you say, talking them off the ledge because you're seeing that they're, they're making wonderful art. Like they're on the path. Like yeah. it, these aren't necessarily first day artists who aren't, no. who aren't making stuff that's really wonderful and unique, which is funny because that's probably part of that whole learning curve and and not knowing what you don't know because i think the first day artists we're often we can do a lot of confidence (laughs) (laughs) a lot of confidence and it's this kind of mid-journey like it's it's the the testing point and we're seeing some beautiful art and then you just can't imagine why and i've had these conversations too with other people um and you seen you just can't imagine the person who created that saying yeah i'm not sure if i should even continue doing this it's just like oh it's just unimaginable you're like no that's not possible but i think that again it's just not trusting ourselves Mm. you know not believing in ourselves which is is you know it's understandable and again i'm not saying like don't be like this it's totally understandable it's Mm. trying it's difficult it's lonely it's isolating and and our head has so much chatter and then Mm -hmm. you know put the extra outside noise of you know interest rates are going up covid's you know been around forever and all this stuff it just is louder than the internal voice of saying Mm. yeah i can do this and what I make matters. That's the other part. You know, I'm I'm going to start yelling through the microphone back because yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna your turn the stuff down. matters. I just feel like <laughs> screaming. Your stuff matters. Your unique point of view. That's what people are looking for. It really does matter. And mm. to water it down in terms of not, when I say water it down, like trying to appeal to the masses mm. versus you know, really living through your own truth. It really is something that people will value more of a unique point of view. Every gallery that I've ever talked to in terms of, you know, whether it's a gallery manager, owner, whatever, the one word that comes out of their mouth is they want something unique. It's not like they're like, yeah, I'm looking for the same thing that the 40 other artists I'm doing are doing. You know what I mean? Like Mm. they're looking for unique and to get to that point where our voice really shines through as uniquely as we each are, because to say that we're not individually unique is ridiculous. So how could our art not be unique, right? Yeah, yeah. But to allow it to not be blocked, to allow it to really shine within, and to literally put that energy into a piece of art that people can get, that takes effort. Yeah. But... It's as unique as you already are. So they're like, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I love this. So what I'm going to take away from this is what you have within you, what you make matters. Yes. And it's there. The uniqueness is there. You only need to commit to it and dig deep, put in the effort to get there and trust that it's inevitable. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I love that. I think hopefully that's a, a kind of a final uplifting yes. message for anyone, any artists out there who are feeling those start of the year wobbles. Yeah. I like to call I like to call these sorts of things wobbles. It sounds a yeah. bit less uh, <laughs> it is, it's not think, like a crisis. It's just a wobble. 
Yes. You I can love, correct. I love that you've now framed it as a wobble. See, look at Beck's growth. <laughs> I mean, it's wobble. been the Titanic and now it's just a wobble. Yeah. It's just a little wobble. No one's going down. <laughs> yes. You got this. I totally believe in every one of us. I really do. 